0: Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. So, in space, astronauts have a real complication. that complication is a health risk that occurs when you're in space. Basically, it has to do with bone loss and muscle loss. And they try to combat that with certain kinds of exercises and resistance and uh, some rebounding techniques where they're jumping up and down on a trampoline-type device. But why do they do that? Why does this bone loss and this muscle loss, which ultimately leads to weakness, and can kill you over time, why does that happen? It has to do with resistance. It has to do with resistance. If you don't have resistance... You don't get stronger. Most bodybuilders, and, and, and with the fitness craze going on, most people should know that do any kind of exercise at all. Resistance is what makes you stronger. Now, in an atmosphere where there is no resistance, you get weaker. So, what does that mean in life? What does that mean out there in the great wide world? What does that mean? I feel that the spirit, the human spirit, is the same physically as it is spiritually. In other words, uh, you have to have resistance If you never have resistance, mentally or spiritually, you never get stronger. In many ways, that's why... That's kind of what differentiates testing from temptation. See, temptation is something that can be used to test you. And it doesn't mean that God uh, says, Hey, you know, I'm going to... You know, I'm going to trip this person up, so I'm going to send this person to to mess with them and mess mess with their head so that they'll it, you know trip them up. That's not how that works. Usually, what happens is we invite them temptation, and God uses that as a teaching experience. If you never hear the word no. If you never hear the word no, you don't know where the boundaries are and you don't have any resistance. If everyone pats you on the head and tells you you're doing awesome when you're not, that's poison to your soul. It is poison to your spirit. You never grow. because if you have nothing but positive feedback f- for all your life, then when you hit reality, then reality basically just rips your head off and spits on you. And the complication is, is we're looking at an environment where resistance is considered uh criminal almost and it's kind of ridiculous because if you get told lies about yourself some people would say, Well, you know, I could handle a few lies, yeah, because it's okay. But here's the thing when you really have to do some adjustments that's a problem. Now exactly when did you know, you know exactly what are we talking about here? What are we you know what are we talking about? Let me take you to the point where after Jesus was baptized, it says he went off into the wilderness, and whether you believe it was forty days, forty nights or not, okay, whatever. That's I believe it was 40 days, 40 nights, but people are saying there's no way the guy w- did not eat for 40 days and 40 nights that would kill him. Uh, new argument, uh, son of God, divine power. Okay. But here's the thing you know, that's not what I'm going to focus on. What I'm going to focus on is that Satan tempted him. Okay, he's the son of God the Messiah, and Satan tempted him several times. You know, hey, look at all these kingdoms, I can give them to you. You Now people are thinking, oh, he's lying. Well, yeah, he was, in a way. Because you gotta remember, Satan, he takes the truth and gives it a half twist. So it's not really the truth. It looks an awful lot like the truth, but it's not he says, hey, you know, I've got all these kingdoms, I can give them to you. When, in actuality, he was on borrowed time. Jesus repeatedly, how did Jesus handle all that? Jesus quoted scripture correctly back to him. Because, by the way, in that encounter, if you look at that section where, in Matthew, uh, Mark, and Luke, I believe, yeah, Where Jesus is being tempted in the wilderness, tested. Um, Satan knows a lot of scripture. So it, it doesn't impress me when people can just quote Bible verses right and left. What impresses me is when they can quote Bible verses right and left correctly in context. That's impressive. Okay, So here's the thing. took them out of context repeatedly and Jesus said whoa 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 hold on and then gave them back to him gave him an answer with scripture in context okay this encounter strengthened him in fact if you look at Jesus' life he had a whole ton of stuff happen to him And so did Paul. And so did all the apostles. Horrible things sometimes. You know? So to think that, well, I don't need any kind of bad things, negative things happening in my life, is basically to sign off on the idea that, you know, la la la, everything's Disneyland. And you can't do that. Because that's not where people are. That's not the world. That's not what's here. That's not what's reality. And in reality, which is not where a lot of people like to live, um, you have to deal with things that are negative. And you have to deal with those things in a positive way. But why is that? Because God can get you through it if you'll let Him. I feel like one of the real reasons Jesus said that It is hard or difficult for a rich man to get into the kingdom of heaven is not a slam on rich people. It's a slam on the fact that when you have a lot of resources like that, you tend to lean on them and not God. Now, a lot of people really don't like the Bible. They just don't. Part of the reason is they see it as a set of negativity. This big storm of negativity trying to ruin my life, trying to tell me what to do, tell me what's right and wrong. The reason the right and wrong are listed in there, and by the way, there's, in what Jewish sources like to call positive and negative, you know, Commandments, in other words, there are things that God asks you to do and things that God asks you not to do, is guidance. It's like, you know, don't drive 90 miles an hour in a 30 mile an hour zone. Why? Because that stretch of road's not designed for that. And you probably kill somebody and maybe yourself. guidelines are put there for a reason and it's not to ruin our fun it's because when you violate them it does ruin your fun and the problem is is people now don't want to be personally responsible they don't want to be personally held accountable by a living god the thought of standing before a living god who's going to tell you everything you did in your life when you were here scares the ever loving bejeebers out of people. They just cannot handle it. So they reject the whole thing. Well, well that's a bunch of that's a bunch of garbage. Well it is still it's not. There are no atheists in heaven. In fact, there's no atheist in the afterlife. Period. And yes, I do believe there's an afterlife. Yes, Virginia, I do believe there's an afterlife. Now, there's a a verse, and I like Ecclesiastes, okay? Part of the reason I like Ecclesiastes is because it's written kind of from a human perspective. I mean, yes, it's scripture, and people believe Solomon wrote it, and I believe that's probably the case. But it, it really talks about reality and the grassroots because the because in the book of Ecclesiastes, and it's probably one of the more secular books in the Bible, if you can possibly think of things in that way, because it really talks about just human condition a lot. I love the book. And that's got... Part of it's because who you know the preacher is who he calls himself. The writer he says, "I've tried it all." He says, "I've tried it all." You know, I've tried sex, drugs, rock and roll. I tried it all, and all of it didn't satisfy me. That's why that book is so fantastic. It's just because he said, "Man, I tried everything." the the chapter, the end chapter in chapter 12 in uh, verse 13 is kind of where he sums it up literally he just says look I've said all this other stuff let me tell you and so verse 13 let me read this it's pretty cool it says let us hear the conclusion to the whole matter Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. And by man, it doesn't mean just man. It means humankind. Everyone who eats, sleeps, and breathes, that's what they're supposed to be doing. Fear God. And that fear is a awesome respect not a oh my word he's gonna kill me it's more of a wow look at this universe it's amazing to where all of a sudden you realize you're where you are in the food chain and then you're looking like in the middle of the grand canyon on the edge and it's just so grandiose and so majestic, or or Victoria Falls in Africa, where you're just looking, you're going, "Man, I cannot believe this exists. It's blooming awesome." But also, you realize you take too many steps forward and you fall into it, and it'll kill you. So, it's a fearful, awesome kind of reverence. Now. The word where it says, and keep his commandments, is interesting because it's the word mitzvah. That word has evolved over over time. Um, it's a commandment. Uh, Gentiles, or, excuse me, Protestants, especially evangelical Protestants that are Calvinistic, believe that this means law. You know, oh, that's a bad thing, it's law. But Solomon's saying, look, you got to keep his commandments. Now, the mitzvah, over time, now, if you ask a Jewish person, what's a mitzvah? They may tell you that helping the poor, giving to good causes, doing positive things for people is a mitzvah. And I don't think that diminishes the original meaning. The original meaning was a commandment, and this is, God wants you to do this. But this verse says, For this is the whole duty of humans. It says man, but it's mankind. It's everybody. And why do we need to keep his commandments? Because... The commandments, and by the way, where do you find them? you find them in the Bible? Yes, you do find them in the Old Testament, Virginia. By the way, they are in there. Because if you listen to Jesus talking in the New Testament, he's talking about the Old Testament. So here's the thing. We do commandments because it's how we stay in the guardrails of the way God wants us to treat him and other people. Now, is that meant to ruin your fun? No. It's meant to enhance your life. I mean, think, just think about it. If no one followed any traffic laws, no one would get anywhere. If everybody said, well, traffic laws are for somebody else, it's but they're really not part of my reality, so I'm not going to follow traffic laws because they're just oppressive and they tell me things I should, you know, they just try to tell me negative things all the time. Don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And then you never follow any traffic laws, and nobody else does either. Guess what? You're not getting anywhere. You know why? Because there's going to be traffic jams everywhere. Or, for those of you who are in countries with really good mass transit, if you never follow the directions on the, uh, on the, the trams or the monorails or the trains... And everybody gets on any they dang well want, and puts their luggage anywhere they want. Well, you got blooming chaos. And then everybody sits where they want. You know, well, my ticket says this, but you know, I just don't like that seat. But so I'm going to change it. I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm just going to change it, because because people are being oppressive by telling me what to do. No, <laughs> not really. But again even if even if that did happen, resistance makes us stronger resistance with ideas resist- that's why I don't get crazy about atheism. I you know I don't agree with them at all, but you know, I'm glad that somebody's thinking out there. I think maybe they've come to the wrong conclusions with the wrong evidence, but okay. But at least there's people out there. Now, I don't mean people that just do weird stuff like, oh, well, you know, I told God to show up and he didn't show up, so therefore it doesn't exist. That kind of crap. I don't don't, don't buy that. That's garbage. So here's the thing. Expression of ideas. And even ideas I don't agree with. I want people to be able to see that stuff. Why? Because it makes me stronger to look at other things and to know where I'm at. That's how you find some somewhere on a map, by the way. You, you have to look at where you're at and where you've been and then where you're going. You can't do that without a map. And the Bible, figuratively speaking, is a map. It tells us where humans came from, the problems they had, where you are and where you can go in relationship to God and what God's got in store for you. And you know something? Contrary to what people think, God wants you to have a fantastic, fun life. But yes, there are guardrails. And those guardrails are for everyone's protection. So, The next time you hear someone say, "Well, those people that don't don't agree with me they're just wrong and, and they're oppressive. Well, let them know that free exchange of ideas that's a pretty biblical idea, biblical thought, and we have to have that because." Otherwise, you get weak. And you turn into a big bunch of goo, mentally and physically. And then something comes and steps on you. And usually it's something uh, the world has set. So, be strong. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of His might. And be strong in the Word. Because that is the power of His might. And with that in mind, I want you to keep on speaking it Thank on. you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your life.